0: Place it comfortably. Evening everyone. Evening everyone on Zoom. Dharma talks are often um, just reminding you what you already know. And I'm going to remind you of what you already know. Um, and it's the the theme of it is about aversion. And um, you know, aversion, as we know, is part of the cause of suffering. Um, grasping aversion and ignorance or grasping aversion and apathy. Um, aversion is about wanting to react and turn away from anything which is unpleasant or painful. And it was a very um, central um, pa- part of Joko's teaching. It's something that she emphasised in her Dharma talks over and over and over again. Kind of like she was saying to us, like this is the core of it. If you don't get this, um, you might as well practice your golf swing. Uh, if, you, if you're not, if you if you if you come along to this practice to do sitting, and and to practice in everyday life, if you're not willing to acknowledge to acknowledge your aversion to unpleasantness and pain, you're just not going to shift or, you know, there's no maturing or grow, growth is going to occur. So it's very, very important that we come back to the reminder that that is central to practice. And, of course, to understand it, you know, in the context of our everyday lives, of course human beings want to experience the pleasant and not the unpleasant. We're, we're born, like, biologically... And neurologically, we're, we, we, we we work on a reward system. You know, we get a dopamine hit when, when we experience something pleasant. We want more of it. So, of course, it's not... Dharma practice is not like being masochistic, you know, like just going towards pain and experiencing pain for the sake of it or being stoic in the dumb sense of being stoic just enduring for the, some heroic sense of, of enduring it. And, of course... If you were in physical pain, um, then you can can be present with it and not necessarily have an aversion to it, but of course it's common sense to go to the doctor and find out what's causing it, and, and if it can be resolved, then good, right? If it can't be resolved, then you need to just experience the pain and the unpleasantness of it. So it's not about it's natural for us to want to experience the pleasant and not experience the unpleasant. But it's the intensity, like the degree of intensity that we're grasping after the present on the intensity with which we have the aversion is, is the problem. And um, if, we, if we look at it more closely, in, in, like we get down to specifics... What we're mainly talking about when we're talking about unpleasantness and pain is our emotional experience of fear with all of its variations, anxiety, panic, you know, distress, etc. cetera. Um, anger um, with all of its variations of um, irritability, frustration, annoyance, you know, irritated to, to more rageful kind of feelings. And then the sadness with its sense of grief and despair and bleakness and dryness, etc. And then the shame, you know, with the, the, the sense of um, being unworthy, you know, and being humiliated and being embarrassed, which is a very social kind of emotion. So they're, they're the main emotions which are unpleasant and painful. Um, and which we have some, some sense and aversion to. And all of us, including me, um, if we're honest with ourselves, we have some sense of, a, of aversion to those things when they come up. To put it in a slightly different context, another Buddhist teaching, the eight worldly winds, if I can remember them all, is um, the dualities, the success and failure, um, pleasure and pain, gain and loss and fame and ignominy so we're all we're all striving for the positive ones and we hate the negative ones but as we know life is made up of the pleasant and the neutral and the unpleasant and we 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 have all we all will experience failure right ignominy um loss right and pain that's part of part of being a human being and the degree to which we try and manipulate our lives so it doesn't happen is the degree to which we we suffer in a in a self-centered kind of way. Um, so when we sit in meditation, all kind of experiences come up. There's there's pain in your knees, pain in your back. Um, it can be boredom, which is unpleasant. A sense of not getting anywhere, pointlessness, all these different emotions arise up and you're trying to have a calm mind but they keep on coming up and disturbing your mind and you don't feel like you're getting anywhere. So it's just to be there, present with that, doing this, like just committing to not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere, we're not escaping, we're not analysing, we're not distracting ourselves, we're just turning up to be present to whatever occurs is such a great practice. And and if we extend that into our everyday life, like particularly with social interactions and so on that occur, um, then we've really really got a an effective practice to practice with. Um, then there's there's also this physical pain and the psychological pain. And in some ways, the the physical pain may be, in some circumstances, that that may be the easy thing to deal with. I think, personally, the psychological pain is harder than the physical pain. Now, if I remember a few years ago when I had um, open heart surgery and I was recovering in the hospital afterwards, um, there was one one morning in particular about three days after the surgery um, where I was... Tired. I was really in a lot of pain. But more than that, I hadn't showered for about three days because no-one told me that you could have a shower with a heart monitor on, this electronic thing. You know, I thought, well, if it gets water on, it'll get damaged. So I, so I was, like, really smelly and sweaty and stinking and so on, and so the pain and all of that. And I went, OK, we'll, we'll practise with this. So I, I just sat with it for an hour in the chair in Zazen. Experiencing this this very unpleasant physical experience of all these things together. And then after it, I had a shower and I had new clothes and I went for a walk and, <laughs> and did all the things you do to, to, to feel better again, right? But it's like, OK, well, if this is what it's like, let, let's just experience what it's like, right? Um, so it doesn't mean you don't do anything, but it's like you're not you're not reacting against it. Like, one of the things I could have done was in my mind, blame the nurses for not telling me I could have showered with this thing on. Right? That's, that's one of the ways we react to unpleasantness, find someone to blame for it. It's right? a very, very common one. But it can be harder to to stay with, with psychological pain. Right? You reflect on, on times when in your life where you felt rejected by someone who you wanted to love you, right, or respect you. Um, Think of times in your life when you felt humiliated and embarrassed and a sense of shame was there, you know. Um, They're they're the kind of experiences that we need to practice with in everyday life as well as the physical pain. These emotional reactions, sometimes they're just mild, you know. um, You pass someone on the street who looks at you the wrong way or whatever and it triggers off something in your mind, and and you feel rejected, and you stay with it, and create some fantasy out of it. And that's they're, they're the examples we really need to look at like, like look at in everyday life. It's just a matter of being turning up to be honest with ourselves as to what it is we're really experiencing, right, moment to moment, rather than having. This image of ourselves as, um, you know, a calm, loving, zen person who doesn't experience any of these things, you know, it's just, it just doesn't take you anywhere. It doesn't have any any substance to it. And um, if we, each moment brings its own, each moment brings its own appropriate response, you know, and if we're treating unpleasant, neutral, pleasant all the same, there's an equanimity that comes with that. But your responses to different situations may be quite different. I was thinking of today. I had to go over to the police station to get a a JP to um, to witness a, a a legal document that I had, and so, and. Occasionally, I go over there for that purpose, and or some other purpose. And over the years, you're never not quite sure what kind of response you can get. Kind to of get there, like this, occasionally you get these particularly young male officers who are quite arrogant. So you you know we're dealing with that. And some and most of the time you get very pleasant people. But the woman at the counter this time and I have, she was extremely kind and generous in trying to really help me out, even though she couldn't. And it was a really, a really lovely exchange, do you know. So she was being very kind to me and so you, you respond and you give, the, you give the kindness back you, know, if you want to because you, know, you appreciate it. But on, other, on another case, remember I got this young arrogant um, officer who was just basically... His social responses to me were... You just call them rude, I suppose... And so um, you, so then you turn up and you experience what it's like when someone younger than you was being rude to you. What's that, what's that experience? You know, you're kind of curious about it. And then your response may not be the same as the other person, you know, sort of more of a, a courteous, neutral response. You know, you go nothing over the top. Mm-hmm. Each, each, each situation requires its different, different um, social engagement. But they're all, they're all opportunities to practice. It's something that, that Joko emphasised time and time again. All of these unpleasant things that happen to us are opportunities to practice. And if we do that on the cushion and off the cushion, then, then our practice does mature. You know? And while we might say that there's nothing to gain from practice you know, um, and there's nothing to know, and that, you know, having an attitude of gaining gets in the way. Well, that, that is true. But if you treat unpleasantness and pleasantness and neutrality all the same, nevertheless, joy arises in our experience as a result of that. There is a fruit. There is the fruit of the labour that actually comes out of doing that.